Hi, and welcome to the Sustainably Speaking podcast. I'm your host, Mia Quinn. In this episode, we're getting a fascinating look at how technology is helping us track and accelerate our shift to a more sustainable circular economy. Specifically, we're going to talk about applying blockchain to trace, verify, and report recycling and sustainability efforts. We have two brilliant guests joining us today to break down this topic. Doug Johnson Pernsgen, CEO of Circular, and Stan Chen, CEO of RecycleGo. First, we're going to start with Stan. He's entrepreneurial, tech-savvy, and a socially conscious leader, bringing innovation to the recycling industry. Stan, thanks so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me on the podcast, Mia. It's a pleasure. So you grew up in the recycling world. Yeah, I I did. My father was actually a nuclear engineer by day, and he moonlighted as a recycler. So he was one of the old school guys who used to take materials from the East Coast and send it to Taiwan, where it would be processed and recycled. And we were actually one of the first companies in China when they opened up their markets in the mid-80s. Is that still a family business? It's evolved. It's evolved. Uh, Like everything else, it's evolved. But you're used to sorting, recycling materials, like finding value in used materials. Were you always working with plastic or was the focus on other materials? The focus was originally around other materials, like ferrous and non-ferrous metals. What that means is like steel, copper, aluminum, all of these kind of materials. Really, I focused on plastics because of the social impact. And what can I do leveraging my expertise to make the world a better place? So I started RecycleGo six and a half years ago now, uh, originally as an app company to help people and companies recycle better. And it's evolved over the years, not only to a recycling blockchain company, but also a carbon accounting blockchain platform. When you say as you started it as an app company, like an app like that I use on my phone? The original thought behind the app was, okay, let's build an app. There's a lot of value that we can redistribute to incentivize consumers to recycle more, give them a financial incentive, essentially like gamifying the recycling process, engaging them and also teaching them about recycling so we could essentially onboard more customers, more materials and better quality materials. The beauty of blockchain, especially when it comes to sustainability, is blockchain allows the historical recording of information, but it also tracks and shows activity. And what activity are we trying to measure here? In terms of recycling, we're really measuring the activity of doing good is the way I think about it. How do you measure doing good? How do you measure recycling? What did you recycle? How much did you recycle? And that, as they say, if you can measure it, you can manage it. And also, if you can manage it, you can place a valuation around it, as in, What is the value of recycling? What is the value of doing good? And if you have a record of it, we use the blockchain to really understand what value people hold for recycling and what value does it provide to society. What motivated you to start using blockchain in your work? How did you get into this? What motivated me was really, it seemed like a perfect solution for adding value to materials by measuring impact, by using data. And I got into this like 
my educational background was around IT and recycling was a family industry. So blockchain seemed like a perfect way to merge just my education and my professional experience. And of course, uh, you know, software development for people who don't know is a never-ending process. We talk a lot about a circular economy, an economy where you're using things over and over again instead of just throwing them away like we were talking about when single-use plastics just get thrown away. So how does blockchain help us contribute to a more efficient, transparent, circular economy? That's a great question. Mia, it's so interesting that like a blockchain is being tied into a circular economy at this point, right? There are, as Doug will tell you, basically, like, blockchain is being used for, like, a traceability of minerals, um, providing that uh, proof of traceability in terms of whether or not it came from conflict or conflict-free regions or processes. And in terms of blockchain's contribution to a circular economy, what we're working on is basically a prime example of that, right? We are really showing that materials are not going to landfill, are not going to the environment on a post-consumer level or like on a waste level that basically materials are being pulled and being recovered from the environment and being reintroduced to the economy, right? There is so much lost value in terms of the actual materials that are going to a landfill or being leaked into the environment. And I think blockchain provides a way to provide that kind of transparency, as well as basically providing like, you know, the data on what is happening and what we can do better. Talk to me about how blockchain is being used in the U.S. or how you might be using it in the U.S. either way. You know, it's interesting. I don't think blockchain is really being used in the United States right now. There are some traceability projects. Walmart has their blockchain for tracking materials from farmer to basically the store shelves, right? Providing that transparent chain of custody on the materials. Bumblebee had their blockchain to track tuna from the fisheries all the way to the store shelves. I think. Blockchain is definitely in the very early stages. Most of them on a corporate level, I do think, like are more proof of concepts. And blockchain is still looking for, and I do believe this basically, a viable use case Mm -hmm. where you can measure and understand the savings or the opportunity for revenue. And blockchain is really still a very, very nascent industry. You and I talked a few weeks ago about um, chemical recycling, advanced recycling, chemical recycling. Maybe talk to me a little bit about using blockchain in that realm. In plastics, you have the plastics that we hold and touch and feel and use like throughout everyday life. Those are the polymers. And most of the time, uh, mechanical recycling or what's called traditional recycling, it can't take that material because there's a level of contamination or like a basically different kind of polymers that gets mixed in that doesn't allow that material to be recycled. That's why it's so hard, especially with something like plastics, to mechanically recycle it. 
So the idea of chemical recycling, I think, has a lot of potential because basically it allows you to break it down into constituent monomers to produce plastics that have really the same inherent properties as virgin plastics, but you're sourcing it from waste. You're sourcing it from waste plastic, which is fantastic. How's blockchain tracking plastics, like how where they're going and how they're being recycled? I'll give you an example. So as plastics are being collected, we actually have the ledger that shows, okay, this is how much PET is being collected. This is the date, when, where, and how it's being collected and how much. So we have an actual record that shows this material. As this much PET is being aggregated, that batch sum a QR code is generated that shows basically that chain of custody for the materials. So as the PET is being bailed, that bale of the material actually has a QR code assigned to it. And then as it's being shipped, basically all of this is being tracked and traced. All right. So as it's being brought to the recycler, so I have a consignment of plastics that just came in. I know exactly what the material is, I know how much of the material is because basically every bale of plastics has a QR code that shows the unique identifier of the plastics itself, but also basically where all of the plastics in that bale came from. And you know where it came from. Okay. Exactly. And then as it's being processed, as it's being shredded, washed, flaked, pelletized, that box of plastic pellets that's being produced, well, you know, you have that transparent chain of custody. Well, I, I know when that material came in, I know it went through my process and like this box of pellet that was produced, I know exactly that whole chain of custody for materials. I know exactly where it came from, what it used to be and what it is now. Correct. Thank you so much and thanks for coming down. Yeah, absolutely. It's been such a pleasure. Turning now to our next guest as we take an even deeper dive into this technology. Joining me now is Doug Johnson Pernsgen, CEO of Circular. Doug, thanks so much for being here with us. I cannot wait to learn more about blockchain and then how it's going to help us get to more circularity. Yes, likewise. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. I'm really grateful for the invitation and I'm looking forward to the conversation. I've heard blockchain for a few years now. I want you to try to explain it to us in like the simplest terms, and then I want to hear about what you're doing with it and how that kind of applies to what we're doing too. Well, another term for blockchain is a distributed ledger. The concept of a distributed ledger is that you have multiple copies of the same information that are connected through a set of rules, which means that when something is written to one ledger, it's copied to all of the others. So how are you using it? Tell me about what you and Circular are doing. The circular economy, of course, is about a material or a commodity or a product that has already had its first life and is then either being considered for remanufacture or reuse or possibly recycling. And I'm being quite specific that you know, circular economy doesn't just mean recycling, although I appreciate we're going to be talking about plastic where recycling is probably the most obvious circular economy application. If you are to know where something's come from, its current state of health, whether it is indeed recycled, all of those things are questions that, that aren't answered by the eventual recipient of whatever that product is. And I want to give you a specific example that's relevant to plastic. 
we did a piece of work on traceability in the chemical recycling of plastic waste about 18 months or so ago. And the idea was to be able to measure the level of recycled content reliably and in a way that could be trusted. The purpose of traceability was to follow everything from the raw material into the new polymers. And the role that a traceability platform does is essentially track how the input ingredients and the output product of each of those industrial steps are connected all the way through the supply chain. It's essentially a chain of provenance or chain of custody for raw material to end product. So to show that that raw material, so something that was a used plastic, was recycled and then recycled material was used to make that new product? Correct. Now, if you think about the mechanical recycling of plastic waste, the physical and chemical composition of that thing doesn't change quite as fundamentally as it does if you're contemplating chemical recycling. Let's back up for our audience who doesn't know what chemical recycling is. We call it advanced recycling. It's also known as chemical recycling. Let's talk just quickly about that process and what that means. There are a number of companies that have been building machines that can take plastic waste and turn it into what is called pyrolysis oil, essentially deconstructing the waste plastic, often applied to hard-to-recycle plastics, deconstructing the plastic into a form of oil. And that oil is then an ingredient, just as crude oil might be, into the refining process that created plastics, you know, waxes, fuels, etc., etc., from crude oil in the first place. So plastic's been used. It takes it back to being a material that can now be used to make new plastic. And that is great because mechanical recycling or traditional recycling that we're all probably familiar with can only deal with so many of the plastics. And then we've got these other plastics that go to landfill or worse, get into our environment. And now this is a solution to complement that traditional recycling to deal with all those other plastics. And it does it without, you know, burning them. So what are the best ways we can use that blockchain to improve the way we use and reuse materials? And of course, I'm probably really thinking about plastic. The reality is, it is just another technology tool in a kit bag that has to be applied alongside others to solve a real set of business problems. So you know, in our case, we're using a combination of traditional databases and machine learning and blockchain put together to create, if you like, this digital thread that I just talked about. The digital thread is traceability, and it's about digitizing and illuminating supply chains. Do you see other industries embracing blockchain? Yes, I do. Lots and lots and lots of industries are starting to look at how do I create an inventory of the ingredients that went into what I have done in order that I can contemplate, I can design for reuse and recycling, and I can be confident that when that eventually needs to happen, we actually understand what it is we're dealing with. Well, I think that's a great segue into my next question, which was I wanted to ask more how blockchain technology can help contribute to increased recycling rates. Basically, developing inventories that, that don't, you know, that, that continue to exist after the people that did the work have disappeared or the company that made the product has disappeared uh, and that, that actually it is possible to then work out how the raw materials can be reused. And that often means you need to know what's in them. How else can it contribute to increased recycling rates? Well, underpinning things like requests from eventual customers for if someone specifies, I want recycled plastic, then how do you know that you're getting it? Or what proportion of recycled is necessary, whether that is the end customer or regulators and tax authorities that want to tax 
you know, if, for example, an insufficient amount of recycled plastic is used in the manufacture of the next generation of drinks bottles. My guess is that we will see regulators start to push industry to adopt more circular economy or circularity by using taxation and incentives as the driver for that. We're seeing some of that happening already in other industries. All right, before we close out, I want to ask you a question of what does sustainability mean to you? So um, us humans obviously are unlikely to consume less. We want things, we want products, and we want progress. We need to find a way to do that without damaging people or planet. That was really well said. Probably the best I've heard. (laughs) Thanks, Doug. This has been very educational. Thank you for explaining it to us. Mia, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. Are there any topics that you'd like to bring up on the next show? Let us know. I look forward to sustainably speaking with you soon.